Are you one of the three quarters of people struggling with a fear of public speaking? Are you wondering how to motivate you and your team to perform better and improve relationships, engagement and productivity within your organisation? Welcome to Simon Speaks, a public speaking podcast, with me, your host, Simon Day. In this series, I'll share top tips and draw on my own experience from terrified teenager to UK award-winning speaker and communications coach. I'll help you learn how to improve your personal confidence, career prospects and business income by focusing on just one thing, how you can communicate more effectively. Ready to grow? Let's get started. Hello everybody, welcome back to episode 5 of Simon Speaks, a public speaking podcast with me, Simon Day. I hope this finds you, your health, your family, your business and everything that concerns you as well as it possibly can be. The last episode came out in January and that feels like a world away. So much has happened in the months that have passed since then. And a lot of concern for a lot of people. I am one of those people. Things have changed in our lives as well. I've lost quite a lot of work and there have been concerns in our household just as there have in others around the country and indeed around the world. I hope this finds you safe and well and that you will continue to follow the guidance that's being given and that you will be kept safe and your family and your business will be preserved as well. We were very fortunate in one regard that we were able to move house just before the lockdown started and just before the seriousness of this whole pandemic became apparent. We've moved from the city of Leeds, we've moved further down the M1 to a quieter area just inside West Yorkshire and it's a lovely part of the world. There's some green space, there are hills, there are trails that we can walk and we're very fortunate to be able to use those for the sanity of ourselves and our two children who are very boisterous and outdoorsy and uh, explorative. So I'm grateful that they've been able to make some use of those but there have been concerns just like they have with many of you so I hope that this finds you safe and well and that all will continue to be so as much as is possible in the times ahead. I've called this episode Flecks of Gold and Brambles which seems like a very strange title, two seemingly random items mashed together to make a podcast episode. I've been thinking about these two things a lot recently and they do connect in with the whole theme of this podcast which is public speaking and communication but I think they are stories and experiences that will hope to provide some uplift in what is quite a challenging time for all of us. So I hope something today helps you but I also hope something today uplifts you. The first topic, flex of gold. I heard this story quite some time ago and I think it bears repeating. I can't verify whether or not it's a true story but it's an inspiring story and I think it bears repeating. I can't verify the truth of Aesop's fables, but they're all brilliant as well, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a true story for it to be brilliant. The story runs as follows. During the California gold rush, there was a young man, young father of a family, who wanted to make his fortune and look after his, his wife and his children and have a good life for them. So they journeyed together to California, where he began to pan gold down on the riverbed. As time went by, he became increasingly frustrated because he couldn't find anything. The promise of gold seemed non-existent and he was yet to find anything that was to give him the fortune that he believed was out there. 
He began to grow increasingly frustrated as day by day. His resources ran low, his morale ran low, and he couldn't find this gold that was spoken to be out there. On one particular day, an old prospector came along and was walking down the riverbank and saw the frustrated young man crouched over the riverbank, panning what was only to be dirt. And the young man turned to this old prospector who saw him approach and he said, there's supposed to be gold here, I can't find anything. And looking at the old man, he noticed that there was a leather pouch tied to his belt that was full and seemed to contain an awful lot of gold. And the prospector says, you just need to keep looking and you need to keep building slowly, piece by piece. And he pointed down into the pan where the young man had been panning the the dirt away. And just around the edge, there were tiny flecks of gold in and amongst the dirt. And the young man looked disgustedly at it and looked up at the old man and he said, I don't want these tiny flecks of gold in amongst all this dirt. I want big nuggets of gold, the ones that will bring me great wealth, the ones that you've got tied to your belt. And the prospector paused for a moment and the old man opened the leather pouch and showed the young, the young man what was inside. The bag was full, not with large nuggets of gold, but with tiny, tiny flecks of gold. And the old prospector said, I have gathered these flecks of gold over a lifetime. And they have brought me great wealth, but not in a single moment over a lifetime. And the old prospector smiled and walked away. And the young man was left to consider his impetuousness and the experience that he just had. Realising that a fortune was not to be made over a day or even over a week or even over a year but over a lifetime. In the weeks and months that we've just had that have changed and that have brought with it unprecedented challenges for many of us, we're left to think about those nuggets of gold and those flecks of gold. I was listening to Radio 4 recently. Uh, Excuse me, no, it wasn't Radio 4, it was Radio 5 Live. It was the Emma Barnett show. And they had somebody on there And I forget their name now, but the interview took a very interesting turn where the the individual on the show talked about happiness and what happiness is like and how we have expectations and our happiness is reflected from those expectations. So in life, we have expectations and if those expectations are met, then we're happy. And if they're not met, then we're unhappy. But what this person went on to say was that our expectations can change according to the circumstances that we're in. And sometimes we set our expectations too high and sometimes we set our expectations too low. A few weeks and months ago, we were all going out for meals, enjoying a day at the park, enjoying a day at the seaside, socialising with each other, freedom to travel, all of these things. And life might have just been okay. We might not have necessarily even been happy at that point. But look how much the world has changed. And look how much we've had to change our expectations of what a normal life looks like just for this period of time. We get to a stage where the freedom to go out for a run or a daily piece of exercise might increase happiness levels because the expectation is we're going to be stuck in all the time. 
Now, in a normal life with freedom to travel and freedom to go where we want, the idea of going for a run or going for exercise might decrease happiness because we don't want to do it and we don't like it. But now that's the thing that might just bring us that little bit of happiness. Now, when we get our freedom back and when we get our chance to go out again and shop again and travel again and socialize again and go out for meals again, our level of happiness will go up dramatically because our expectations of what we want from day-to-day life will have changed and possibilities will have improved. And so over time and circumstances, our expectations change and our happiness changes. Now, why do I say this in connection with that story I've just told you? I say it because we often in our lives look for and expect huge nuggets of gold. When in fact, those huge nuggets of gold might come a handful of times in a lifetime, if we're lucky. What a life is, and what I've started to realise that life is at this point, is an amalgamation of tiny flecks of gold. My question to you, what are the tiny flecks of gold in your life right now? What are the tiny moments that bring you even a small amount of joy? I've realised in recent times that my flecks of gold are things that I never would have stopped to appreciate before this pandemic happened. It's things like standing in a, a woodland area with the sun breaking through the trees and the breeze. It's the moment when my son, who we can only get to sit down for 10 or 15 minutes a day, writes his own name or is able to write the number four. It's when my daughter laughs. It's when I look at the view. It's when I wake up and the sun's breaking through the window. It's when I hear a piece of music that I love. It's when I can stop and read a book. What are those tiny flecks of gold for you? We're often told to count our blessings. I think it's time we do a recount. I think it's time now that we stop and just learn to appreciate the tiny flecks of gold in our lives and appreciate them that little bit more. Because if there's one thing that this pandemic has done is it's ground the world to a halt. Now that can be a bad thing, but if we allow it to be so, it could be one of the best things that's happened to us. I am sorry for those people who are experiencing challenges at the moment. And I am experiencing my own challenges, although I'm sure they're not as significant as some of yours. But I hope that within even the circumstances that you find yourself in, you might be able to find just one or a couple or a few flecks of gold that might just make you smile even for a moment. The second experience I want to talk to you about is brambles. And this is one of the first experiences I ever shared in public speaking because it was one that had happened to me recently at the time and it was one that I realised had some importance to it, although I didn't realise just how much. And as years have gone by, it's a story that I've come back to more and more because I think it's gaining in significance the more time goes by. A few summers ago, I found myself stood in the garden of an elderly neighbour and I'd enlisted my volunteering services to help what they termed get back on top of the garden. 
So I imagine there'd be some weeds to pull, some flowers to water and some grass to cut. And I got round to the back garden and I looked at it and there was no grass to cut. There were no weeds to pull and there was not a flower to water. There was only one thing in this garden. It was an ominous tangle of brambles that went higher than my shoulder. And I looked at it and I was one guy in shorts and a t-shirt with a shovel and a trowel. By lunchtime that day, I was dehydrated, discouraged and defeated. The only marks I made were on myself because the brambles cut me to shreds. Trying to saw through them with the edge of a spade or a trowel was as ineffective as you could possibly imagine. I realised I'd been beaten and I needed to let go of my pride and ask for help. So I got on online and I asked for help. I asked for people to come and help me with this garden. A few weeks later, six of us came back and we had long trousers, trainers, enough hardware to keep home base in business, goggles, gloves, you name it. We had the lot. And in an orchestrated effort, we took those brambles apart piece by piece, gradually, working together as a team because there was simply too much work for one person alone to do. We got down to some of the final roots of those brambles and they were in deep. It took six of us to pull and twist until our muscles wanted to give up and we wanted to give up. But finally, the roots of these brambles gave way and the garden was finally clear. What had once been something of a wasteland was now a garden of opportunity. You could have a flower bed, you could have a vegetable patch, you could have had a swing set. There were so many things that that garden could now offer that it couldn't before. But it had taken six of us to achieve it. And more time than I initially would have thought possible. And quite a bit of pain on my part. Now that experience makes me think about two things. It makes me think about public speaking and communication, yes. But it makes me think about life as a whole. Because in life we all have our fair share of brambles. We all have stuff that has grown in our minds and in our personalities and in our belief systems that hold us back. They choke our self-belief, they strangle our possibilities and they suffocate our joy and they sometimes wake us in the middle of the night and make us wonder, will I ever get through this? Will I ever be rid of these brambles that are plaguing my life? What can I offer if that is the mindset that we're in? And sometimes we're all in that mindset from time to time and what I've discovered is ask for help. Because when you ask for help, other people arrive and they bring tools and equipment and experiences and skills and knowledge that we in and of ourselves don't have. If we try and tackle these brambles by ourselves, it's going to hurt because we don't have in and of ourselves sometimes the ability or the knowledge to how to tackle them. They need taking apart piece by piece and we need showing where to start. And gradually, people come along and they help us take away our brambles. 
but you have to choose carefully who you allow to step foot onto your ground to help you with your brambles. Because some people plant more brambles and those are not the people you want. What you want is people who know what to do and they help you do it. And gradually, piece by piece, they will help you dismantle your own brambles until what you believed was never possible becomes a garden of opportunity and potential where you can start to realise that your life has more to give and offer than you first suspected. My journey from being terrified of public speaking was exactly like that. My mind was full of brambles. I was at a a place in my life where I thought, I have no idea how I'm ever going to learn to speak in front of a group of people. I'll never be confident when I pick up the phone. I'll never be able to command an audience's attention. I'll never be able to leave a message that will inspire people. I'll never be able to offer anything to anyone else. Over time, I've put myself in situations where I've been able to ask the right people the right questions and learn from their experiences. They have helped me to dismantle my brambles piece by piece. I am indebted and would not be here without the help of those trusted mentors and people. Who has helped you so far? This, more than any other time, is an opportunity to reach out and thank them. Who do you need to rely on? Now is as good a time as any to reach out and ask them. Have you got to a point in your life where your garden of your mind is relatively clear of brambles? Is now a time for you to be able to use your expertise and your experience to help somebody else? Now is as good a time as any to reach out and to help them. I believe life finds its greatest joy when we learn from those we can learn from and we teach those that we can teach. Think about your current position of experience in in your own life, whether it's to do with your experience of, of communication or anything else. Are you in a position where you need further help? Are you in a position where you are able to offer that help? And then we have to decide which course of action we're going to take. Do we need to seek more mentoring? Do we need to give more mentoring? Or do we need both? And we have that opportunity to do just that. In closing today, I want to share something with you. I'm going to be brave, if that's okay with you. And at the moment, I am studying a master's degree in creative writing at Leeds Trinity University. And it's a master's in poetry and prose. I've done some poetry and some prose. And the the pandemic and, and the experiences we've had in the last few months have very much been on, on my mind, as I'm sure they have been on yours. <clears throat> and there's an anthology coming out from the university this year, and they've asked for some submissions. I wrote a poem, and I wonder if I could share it with you in the hope that it will summarise what we've talked about today and might just give that little bit of uplift and that little bit of reflection for each of us. So I'd like to share with you my poem, if that's okay. And I'd appreciate feedback on this episode, as any episode, but also on this poem. If it speaks to you in any way, send me a tweet at Speaking Simon, 
or you can get to me through my website, simonspeaks.co.uk. The poem is entitled The Better Virus, aptly named for the time that we're in, and it goes like this, The Better Virus. Gratitude. It needs no vaccine, no cure. Each of us is a carrier, yet too many chase immunity. Ashamed of showing symptoms, fearing anyone that dares to draw too close. If we make ourselves vulnerable, once caught, it gently warms the heart, unless coldness of character kills it off. Transmission is a smile, a kindly word, an act of goodwill, if only we will. Its span can be metres or continents. It is seen in selfless sacrifice, arms that lift the heavy load, eyes that glisten with love and longing. Heard in reassuring voices, footsteps hastening to the line of duty, the clap of hands echoing from darkened doorways. Though compelled to isolate, to be distant for a season, we could be closer than we've ever been we choose carefully which virus to spread. I hope that something in this episode today has helped you consider about how to communicate more effectively. That is the purpose of the podcast, but I think today's episode, perhaps more so, I hope has uplifted you and given you something to reflect on. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you, your health, your family, your business and all that concerns you will be as well as possible in the weeks ahead and I hope that we can come out the other side of this having learned to appreciate the small, the simple flecks of gold and that we have learned how to seek assistance in dismantling some of the brambles that perhaps exist within our own mind and our own garden but also having helped make somebody's life a little bit less painful and perhaps a little bit more joyful. Sometimes I worry about how I can measure success in my own life, and I think perhaps in times past we measured it by income or revenue or popularity or connections or how many likes we get on social media. I was listening to the radio the other day, I think it was the same interview, and the person said, how do we measure success? And he said, can I offer you a suggestion? We can measure the success of our lives if at the end of every day we look in the mirror and we say, I have made somebody's life less painful today or I have made somebody's life more joyful today. If somebody has done that for you recently, say thank you. And if you can do that for somebody else, then please do not hesitate to do that. I know that I can do that better I know that I can appreciate the small moments better. I know that I can reach out and ask for more help. I know that I can reach out and offer more help. And I hope that's something that we will all do in what is a difficult time for everyone. And I hope it's one that will pass soon, but one from which I hope we'll have learned the relevant lessons. Thank you again for tuning in. Take care until the next episode. And I look forward to speaking to you again next time. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Simon Speaks, a public speaking podcast with me, your host, Simon Day. I hope that you found today's content useful. 
in helping you to become a more effective communicator. Please send me a tweet at Speaking Simon with any questions, feedback or suggestions for future episodes. You can also visit my website simonspeaks.co.uk where there are more articles, tips and videos and other resources to help you develop your communication and public speaking. Thank you very much for tuning in. I look forward to speaking to you again next time.